Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm more focused on I have a goal guys the and I want to prove that Mikey can beat anyone so I am willing to put 10,000 of my own money to bet with anyone let's do a challenge you know who do you want to see Mikey fight? One on, people are scared who do you think it Chase? you mentioned Herbert earlier Herbert's an insane oh, matchup How how would you take on someone like Herbert who's super aggressive? He's gonna come well. after you. Yeah. Right off the right off the bat, he's gonna come after you. How, how are you gonna deal with that? Into the fire. Dolia, Bear from Shoy Roll, and none other than Roberto Jimenez, the young phenom taking out all the black belts. Good morning, fellas. How's everyone doing today? Uh, doing great. I mean, I guess the, the big news this week, right, is uh, we announced the event. March 28th, the Fairmont, Austin, Texas. We have uh, Mikey versus Herbert. It's official. Who's number one, too? Yeah. Unofficially the, yeah. the name there. But... Who's number one, Mikey versus Herbert, is, is going to be the title. We got five black belt fights, including Roberto. Roberto, we just... Made it official last night. You're going to be fighting Jake Watson on there. Uh, Some breaking t- news for you all. Yeah. Tickets are available at flowgrapplingticks.com. Just like uh, last time, other official matches, we got Roberto and Jake Watson, Nacieli oh. versus Anna Carolina Vieira, which is two number one ranked girls going at each other. Hibimar versus Mateus Denise, ADCC champ versus Hibimar uh, in the gi, and also Andresa Sintra versus Luana Alzaguirre. So it's going to be good. Uh First off, I want to kick it around Roberto. What do you think about this uh, Mikey Erberth match? What do you think about this thing, man? I love it. <laughs> man, I think Mikey's going to take his back. You've been you training know? a lot with, with Mikey. Uh, he mentioned he's only going with the heavyweights. You know, what what does that look like? He shared a little bit of that, that with us before, but I want to hear it from the other's perspective. What's it, what's it like to train with Mikey as, as a bigger guy? Man... I don't know if you've seen, a long time ago he posted a picture of both of us sitting down, and his torso is the same size as mine, and his legs are, I think, like Moffasini size, you know. So imagine having the guard of a, a featherweight, light, like rooster weight, and then the upper body to put pressure, like, uh, 
like a heavyweight. It's a good combination. I think if Mikey can hold him, uh, whether on top or bottom, it's it's done for Urberth. Uh Mikey just needs to be good mentally. Like we talked about this before, before and after tournaments. Like the mental is the most um, exciting and and confusing part, I think, of growing up in jujitsu. Understanding how to deal with your 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 voices that are inside of you and your angels and demons telling you like you can do it, you can't do it, and if you can just focus on that. And like he said, focus on the person's jujitsu, then that's you can find your answer to whether whatever fighter you're going to, against. So you're calling the back. Kick. You're you're saying Mikey's going to get on the back. Back, yeah. Well, uh, all right, uh, Ricardo, you were speaking. What do you, what do you got to say about this matchup, Ricardo? I was just going to say, Roberto Jimenez coming in hot, talking about angels and demons this Tuesday morning. <laughs> this is amazing. Whoa, man, this this is this is a match, but we getting we getting deep. We're getting some... <laughs> Philosophical lessons here from the Barambolo. We're getting some biblical masters from the Barambolo master from Ecuador. Roberto, glad to have you on here. Uh, Welcome to the Ricardo Amadolia show. Uh, Special (laughs) guest, Jason, Mike, and Pear. Um, Man, this is going to be an awesome match. I can't wait to see what Mikey Muzumechi is going to try to do to Herberth. And like I said before, I want to see the best Herberth. I want to see you know, the Herberth come out and try to kill Mikey. And I want to see what Mikey does in retaliation to that. I want to hear Kyle Terra screaming and complaining like he does. I want to see it all. I can't wait for this match to happen. And of course, I want to see you in your match against Jake Watson. Jake's a great guy. Uh, one of the best American black belts. So man, I'm pumped for this. Uh, who's number one, second edition. Don't forget guys. Who's number three main event, me and bear coming soon. Date to be released very soon, guys. Stay tuned. Bear, are you worried about your boy in this matchup? I mean, he's going against uh, Herbert's a monster, man. Herbert's beat Galvao. He's beat Pena. He's beat Bernardo. Hamula. He's beat a lot of good guys. What do you think about this one, Bear? Uh, welcome. Welcome, Roberto. Welcome to this show. Uh, Thank you. Ricardo, the, Ricardo, I wish you would have that that energy when we're talking real shit and real politics in jiu-jitsu. So keep that energy. Save that from when we're talking about real shit in jiu-jitsu, and I want that same energy. And then we can do our That's super true. fight together. But until then, I'll no. bring it, Par. But going, I got you, Par. Going back to, my, going back to Mikey uh, and Herberth, like Roberto. Herberth's a scary guy, and he's probably one of the most exciting guys in jiu-jitsu, and he's, like, going out there to, so it's, to watch him fight and also. Like we said, Mikey, Mikey to the back. It's 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 yeah. a high, 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 high possibility. So we're going with I Mikey. So. We're there. Was agreed. Before we Man, get uh, too far ahead of ourselves here, we should recap a little bit of the recent ongoings. Uh, Grapple Fest Eight took place over the weekend there in the UK. Uh, those guys have steadily been building up one of the, one of the fastest rising promotions. Across the pond, a lot, a lot of interesting results there. We had John Blank finishing Adam Morzinski in a very timely fashion there, very quick sub. Uh, Dante Leon took it to the young Ty Ruotolo. Very competitive match, though, very fun match. Uh, but Dante, you could say, overpowered young Ruotolo. Cade, however, the counterpart to Ty, uh, had a great match with Ashley Williams. Got the decision win there, and uh, overall a very, very fun event. You guys watch any of that? Yeah, Cade's the champ now. He won that one. I think uh, Dante might have been. Dante's a big, he's a big 77 guy. Like, he probably cut a bunch of weight for ADCC. I think he was a little bit big for Ty right now. He out-wrestled him and then just controlled him from the top. And uh, if you saw Dante's back take near the end, it was basically the exact same thing Lucas Leopard did to Lachlan at ADCC. 
It was beautiful. He got the seatbelt from like the knee slide position and spun around to the back. It was, it was a real nice technique. Very nice there. And then, of course, uh, we'd be remiss not to mention Roberto's fantastic performance there at the Kansas City Open. Six Is it six for six, Roberto? Am I correct on that? All subs? Uh, Yeah, six for six. All subs and uh, taking out none other than Felipe Andrew uh, among those names there. That is, of course, European's absolute champion, the last man to submit, Keenan Cornelius. So how many how many black belt matches do you have now? Is that seven matches of black belt? Keenan, Keenan and, in this in this tournament, right? Uh, eight, eight. So in eight, in eight matches, you already beat both of the finalists from from Euros this year. You beat yeah. Keenan, and then you tap Felipe Andrew. That, that that Felipe Andrew, uh, that Felipe Andrew win was really impressive. Felipe Andrews won a lot of stuff, man. Uh, talk about that match a little bit about going, getting the back, and finishing, and like uh, how you set it up, what was going through your mind, all that. For sure, I just want to uh, say that. I think the Rutolos competing against adults at their age is fucking awesome. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I just thought about that with GrappleFest. But um, I was not expecting that fast. I never expect to win that fast. I hope I can, but I'm always ready for, like, a, a war. So with Felipe, I went in and I I thought of the same strategy for Keenan. I didn't feel, like, as nervous as I did for Keenan. But with him, I just thought um, I can't let him play his game because he's, he's aggressive and he's – uh, dominant whenever he he's on top. So um, I went in and I just felt good, good flow. I felt good energy that day, and, and it just happened well for me. I mean, I guess he just um, didn't expect me to come in that hard, and that's one thing I've learned throughout growing up in jiu-jitsu. You can't underestimate anybody. Like look at Mikey. That's the perfect example of not underestimating people. Everybody has a different cover to their book, and you have to be ready to see what's inside. Ricardo, I saw you raising your hand there. Yeah, you something to add to the to the, the mayhem? Yeah, I got two questions for you guys. Uh, number one, uh, Michael Sears with Roberto submitting, you know, the European Open's champion. Where does that put what, Roberto in the rankings now? What, where, what number is he at now in the pound for pound and in his division? Spill the beans, Michael Sears. Let's I got I got to update his division. Still, I moved him up to number six pound for pound, which that's pretty damn good. I mean, he's ahead of some guys who won Worlds last year, but I mean, he just beat Keenan and he just beat Felipe Andrew, uh, and he, I mean, he tapped Felipe Andrew, the current European absolute champ. So, so it's warranted, you know. And in my opinion, you got to stay with with what's going on currently. And uh, some guys haven't competed since Worlds, so Roberto passes him up. Uh, Roberto, so I think something that's key to your success so far is you're you're really going after guys. You're not. You're not showing these legends respect. These 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 champion black like Keenan. You went out there. You tried to barambola him in the initial ten seconds. Basically, did the same thing with Felipe Andrews. Is that is that sort of your your game plan? Like you're just going to go out there and go after these guys and go for the kill from the start to finish? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know 100 percent what I'm going to do until I step on the mat. But I I feel like I go over my game plan throughout the training camp. Um, I haven't really done a training camp longer than three weeks in my life, but uh, like I, I, I try to practice everything so I'm ready for anything that happens. And within those first 10 seconds of the fight is where you're going to determine the pace because there's like halves, there's there's periods to the fight, I think. There's period where if you go all the way, you're going to watch out with your partner at first, you know. But if you if you just avoid their story and go in all the way, start to finish, like Marcelo Garcia used to and like his uh, his uh, mentality of 
you can't stop until you finish. Same to Terere. If you if pull guard, is to finish to the back, sweep and mount. Or if you take down, is to pass to get to the back or mount and finish. So um, it just depends on who I fight. And the moment we shake hands, I realize what I'm going to do. But I, I just don't want to stop the whole fight. I want to keep going, keep going. Even if I'm tired at the end, all you need is 10 minutes to recover. So you can't just you can't be happy with winning by points. I think sometimes it's gonna happen, but you should always look for the opportunity to take the back or or hold a dominant position where you can find the submission. Shout out to your your opponent from who's number one, Jake Michael Jake Watson is in the comments right now. He's watching the show. So good morning, Jake. Uh, so Roberto, uh, let's let's go all the way back to your first black belt match a little bit at who's number one. What did you think when you got the you're you're gonna make your black belt debut against Keenan Cornelius against a legend like that? What are you thinking? I was nervous, <laughs> but it's the first time I felt that nervous in since maybe Worlds 2018, and I was very excited. I was uh I was not expecting to to like to win like i said i know i don't expect anything out of my fights i just hope the best but with him i felt uh i felt like that could could uh it did what it did so it could help my career go in the right way and i was very excited for it i was more excited just to just to fight more than anything like i didn't really care whether to win or or lose uh i want to find the submission with him but i was just excited to be on the mat and and compete against him, especially considering the last time we fought, uh, I, I pulled a flying armbar on him, and I think I had an adrenaline dump like never before where I just froze. He escaped, and I onto his arm and him ending up on my back and him armbarring me. Everything was within like a minute or two. So I'm, I'm very happy with the way I, I evolved since then, and uh, next time we can maybe get the finish. Hey Roberto, I got a question for you. Um, you know, technically, uh, one, you know, I'm doing a little breakdown of that match, and I'm, I'm calling it my keys to Roberto's success against Keenan. I don't want to spoil it too much, but one of the things that I kind of that stood out for me was the fact that you know I, I call it like the rebolo. Like you started off with the Delahiva sweep, got Keenan to the side. You were going for the for the Barambolo. And, you know, obviously Keenan out there saying that the Baron Bolo is just a fad and stuff like that. But you hopped up back on top to get your two points. Was that like a psychological, you know, mind game that you were trying to play with Keenan? Did you have that pre-planned? Or is it just something that was kind of spare the moment that you felt you had to do? Uh, spontaneous. Yeah, in the moment. Because I didn't uh, I didn't think about Baron Bolo that much. I was thinking more to pass his guard. And once I felt it, I felt like I was moving around it pretty well. But um, it was like instinct. I saw his opening, and I, and I, and the same thing with Philippe Andrew. I saw it, and I, I if you see it, don't 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 waste any any time. You know, just go for it. If it doesn't work, come up. And if it works, and you got what you wanted, <laughs> so it was more of a spontaneous move to throw the leg in for the for the dive into the Burambolo. and it didn't work the first time. So I came up. I tried to do it a second time, and on the second time is when I came up for the sweep. And um, it's pretty much the same setup I did for Felipe, but Felipe's was more him forcing me into that position, and I fell right into it. And yeah, did that win over Keenan give you like a, a burst of confidence, like something that made you feel like okay, I, I can hang here at the the black belt level, and you know, give you a really strong boost mentally for going forward. Yeah, it, it helped me a lot mentally. 
it helped me feel a little more confident about myself that I can keep up with the the big boys at the at the black belt and and keep evolving. Because if I'm 19 and Keenan was my first fight, then statistically, I hope that I can keep growing and, and get farther up within a year or less. Dude, you're still only 19. Yeah. When do you turn 20? May 19. Oh man, yeah. super young. And I mean, you you choked somebody else besides uh, Felipe Angel, somebody who might not be as well known, but you choked Iago there too. Iago de Souza is a very tough opponent, man. Yeah, it was. I was ready for a war too. He's a uh, really strong. So uh, you got another match coming up this this weekend. Is it Friday or Saturday that you got Hulk? Yeah, Friday. Friday I have Hulk, and then Sunday I have Houston Open. Wait a minute. Wait, you're you're fighting Hulk Friday night, and you're still doing the Houston Open? Yeah, getting it in. All right. So, what are you thinking yeah. about this Hulk matchup? I mean, this will be your first time with a, a black belt world champion. Obviously, Felipe and Keenan are no joke, but Hulk Hulk's a legit. He's he's a black belt gi world champion. What are you thinking about this one? I feel good. I feel um, I feel excited. I just need to go in and do my my game plan, which is don't stop until the end. I know Hulk is a, an explosive guy, but I can honestly say I feel my technique is is more smooth, so maybe that that could decide the fight for us, the the technique and the the, the cardio. So I hope to do my best, but uh, everything's gonna be decided that night. This is uh, of course taking place at Fight to Win 137 in Denver. Fight to Win has unique rule set. You know, are you, are you gonna change the way you play at all? You know, it's submission only. The, the submission attacks are heavily weighted in case of a decision. Does that change your mentality going in at all? I mean, I think every match is submission only for Roberto. Roberto, uh, that is true. B- besides <laughs> Keenan, Roberto basically never wins on points. It's either submission or, or. So I don't think is it gonna change things for you a submission only match, Roberto? No, like you said, it's um, like Gordon's a good, a perfect example. Wherever he goes, he's gonna looking for the submission as well. Even his fight against Sex Johnson and Substars. He 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 did like a little intro to his DVD, just passing text guard like three four times the same way, but always just looking for the submission. It didn't work, and he would do it again. If you were like paying attention, you could notice that he was setting up the head and arm, and if it didn't work, he would do the pass again. It's exhausting to recover and recover your guard from a big guy like that. But yeah, my my goal is just to submit, even if I'm down on points. Like Bushesha, Bushesha 2013 was the, or 2012, I'm sorry, was the best world's comeback in the history of ever of jiu-jitsu. Like down by points, 15 seconds left, and he takes down Leandro, uh, Leonardo Nogueira, mounts, and, and wins the absolute world championship in like 15 second span. So you you always have time. Even if it's points, you always have time to like keep fighting. So it, it, if, instead of points, you can go for the submission or you can finalize the, the fight with the points, but He's a perfect example. Just keep fighting and look for the the dominance. Yeah. I'll, um, sorry, I just kept on thinking about Bushesha and Gordon <laughs> submissions. <laughs> Bear, Bear, you've been quiet for a while. What are you thinking about uh, Roberto matching up with Hulk in this uh, sub only match? Uh, no, I think uh, I think Ricardo. I think um, not Ricardo. Ricardo is not going to match up well versus Hulk, but uh, Roberto. <laughs> Roberto, uh, I think Roberto matches up well with a lot of guys. I think what a lot of people underestimate Roberto's like, if you watch Roberto over like a period of time, you see like his back take 
is really, really, really good. And if you turn your shoulder just a little bit and he's on your back, you're kind of in a really, really bad spot. And that with kind of getting, having a really, really good strategy with the, the Barombolo and using it to come up, I think he's a really, really bad matchup for a lot of people. And um, I kind of like, I think I kind of like um, put his game very similar to like Filipena, where it's like um, once they kind of, they're always looking for the back and once they always look for the back. And I think the biggest difference is probably um, Roberto's Barombolo um, stra strategy to get in and out along with having a really good back take um, makes him a really, really bad matchup for a lot of people. And I think that's what we're going to see in the black belt side is he's going to be a beating a lot of people that were not uh, accustomed to see losing because not many people are playing at Roberto's weight or, or heavier uh, with that strategy. So I'm excited. I think he matches up really well. And I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Roberto wins, to be honest. So. Thank you. What do you think of Ricardo? Roberto versus Hulk this weekend. You know, the thing is, um, it's a tough match. Hulk is a gamer. Hulk's a beast. He's the Hulk. But what a lot of people, I mean, some people I think don't understand about Roberto is, even though he's a, you know he's a new black belt, he has a ton of experience competing against you know a lot of the high level people in his division for a long time. Like I remember seeing Roberto like in 2013, little kid in the warm up area, you know warming up with like arm drag to single leg to back take like I've never seen before. I was like, holy, who's this kid? And then his dad Raúl comes up to me and says, Ricardo, my terrible Raúl impression. He's like, you watch my kid. <laughs> He's going to be something one day, I tell you. And, man, since that day, I've just been watching his career. Please don't kill me, Raul. And I've been watching his career. And Roberto's just been, like, you know, just been on a tear. You know, they called him Blue Shesha. I don't know what they called him, that purple. And that brown, he dominated. So, man, like, it's a tough match. But if, if you know, I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to bet that it's going to be a tough match. Right? It's going to be a good one. And I think Roberto has just as good a chance as anyone to upset the Hulk, but you better be ready, Roberto. You better you better cross your T's and dot your I's in that matchup. And I think you want this match, especially because it? it's against the Hulk. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can't wait to see it. It's another good match. I'm always excited for Ricardo. To watch Ricard Ricardo, did you Ricardo? Did you did you just pick again a draw for the 76th <laughs> time? I was just wondering who you're gonna pick, Luke. Are you gonna pick Hulk or Roberto? I mean, I can make a decision, but I just wondering if that's your 675th draw that you're so i think i think no 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 i think like if it goes to a decision which it you know that's how the fight to win criteria is roberto could could absolutely win because stylistically your style fits the fight to win you know module like attack 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 right hulk's a little bit more strategic but like i said you gotta cross your t's dot those eyes because one little hole and hulk's gonna try to capitalize so i, I think it's gonna be a great match you rapping? Was that a rap right there? He's, he's rapping his way out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the situation. Well, yeah. uh, Roberto, I just, I've, been watching, I've been watching too much of that Wu Tang documentary on Hulu, and now I think everything's a, you know a rap game out here. I'm gonna tear up the game just I, like I'm gonna tear up Barrett, who's number three. All right, Uncle uh, Ricky coming in hot. Roberto, do you prefer submission only rules? I mean, obviously you're very successful in IBJJF and everything, but uh, do you like submission only rules more considering you're a guy who's always after the submission? I don't care, honestly. I just want to fight. Yeah. It can be submission submission only. I'm not going to lie. My view on it is um, it's amazing because you have an opportunity to actually make a living with it. You get paid for what you're fighting. Whether for IBJJF, it's the rule, it's the federation that we follow for us to grow. 
with our, um, you know, with career, our titles come from IBJJ for the most part if you're a gi competitor. So it kind of sucks not to be able to get paid for those titles, especially if we're living out of the jiu-jitsu. You know, our sponsors help us out, but in reality, I, I think so. When I was growing up, I would um, look at Bushesha's salary for the tournaments, ADCC, World Pro, plus seminars, and maybe some, like, um, you know, events. He was making enough money to live, and that's when I was, like, uh, decided in my head around 13 or 12. I was like, I, if I do this right, I can actually make a living and, and live a really nice life, which is drain, eat, teach, travel, surf, you know, but... Submission only I see is giving you that opportunity of living out of the tournaments. In the gi, you don't get that much uh, opportunity in the submission only because there's not so many submission only gi events. You know, I like the, the submission only because it's opening up a new door for people to live out of jujitsu. Uh, I think it's 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 the best to do both gi and no gi, but we've obviously seen, seen an evolution of the sport where people want to live out of jiu-jitsu they love the sport and if you can do better in one side and you you see more opportunity there then go for it you know don't hate on that uh you're 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 trying to make a living and and provide for yourself and your family so if you can do it with no gear or gear whatever you can go for it yeah i like submission Sorry, Roberto, I got a question for you. you you've fought in a lot of different you know rule sets and formats what's your favorite or your ideal format that you like to compete in, you know, like you've done ADC ADCC trials, you did Substars, that's apparently gone now, and uh, you've done a I lot like of other events. Like what's what's matches. your favorite? Twenty. So, I think Metamoris, the rule set that Metamoris had was awesome. Twenty minute matches with submission only. If I could do something like that in the future, I would love to. Hey, so uh, why is that? Why is more. what? Why the twenty minutes? Because you have 20 minutes and you have to have good cardio and you have to have a good technique to go against somebody high level for 20 minutes. So if, if, you, if you train hard enough for that training camp, you're ready to go out the whole 20 minutes. You, know, you should be able to do at least one 20-minute match 100% the whole time in, you know, in training. Uh, like I remember doing two hours of extra training and not looking at the timer when I was like 15 in Texas. So 20 minutes should not be that hard if uh, if it's only one match. That's why whenever you get to the final, you only have a super fight. You have to give 100% because you only have one match. There's no need to like hold back. There's not going to be uh, any points or, or any uh, or anything to, to stop you. You don't have to worry about any other matches. You don't have to worry about any anybody else. You have one guy. You have a time set. You have to just beat him within that time set. And I think that's the best. It's like uh, the closest you get to, I guess, an MMA fight in jiu-jitsu, I think. All right. So if you could have a 20-minute uh, match with anybody, who, who would you want right now if we could get make that happen for you? Mm, I don't know, honestly. I It's hard. I grew up watching all these guys, and I'm competing against some of them, so it feels very um, – disrespectful to call out on them but yeah i mean well at your weight class there's a lot of uh a lot of I big names like out there i would like to fight or kainan in yeah. if i can in the, in the next oh. months or in the next year or so low low would be probably low the, be fire low man. would be the big one right because yeah. everybody i mean i'm sure you grew up idolizing low like a lot a lot of people from your yeah. generation uh 
Lowe would be a great one. Kynan would be a great one. Uh, I got to ask, Roberto. I mean, you're black belt now. You do the absolute a lot. Would you have a match with Bouchesha at, at Worlds? Man, if I have to, I, I have to, but that's my <laughs> hero. That's literally, I have to give him credit every time. I'm going to fanboy every time I see him because if it wasn't for his highlights and his interviews and everything that I saw through YouTube around 12 and 13 years old, I would not be where I am right now. Like, I get so excited about talking about Bouchesha because he's, he's my hero, man. He, I, I have to give him thanks for, for motivating me as a kid and, and wanting me to live out of jiu-jitsu and wanting to pursue a dream. He's, he's the best. I would have to fight him, but it would, I, I'm sure we can make a, a, the best fight. Oh, man, that's the match. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that one. Yeah, Roberto versus his hero. I didn't realize. I mean, obviously, you had as a juvenile, you had that nickname, Blue Checha. I, I didn't realize that that Buchecha was always your hero all this time too. So, uh, like, uh, yeah. what is it about uh, about Buchecha, about uh, Marcus that that inspires you? Like, what is it like his style of jujitsu? Like, what, what do you like about him? His style, his demeanor. You know, he's like a very easygoing, friendly guy, and his lifestyle. Just seeing the way he was living his life, he seemed like he was just flowing through life, which is just is like a a form of art almost. I think just going with it and um, seeing him dominate and being such a big guy and, and doing uh, he used to do Barambolos as a ultra heavyweight in Abu Dhabi trials throughout uh, his uh, beginning of BJJ career and I thought that was crazy. That's where I started seeing like big guys do Barambolos. I remember him doing a Barambolo on this really really big guy like the guy that Mikey fought at Europeans like that kind of size and he did and he came up on top and to the back I'm like what the fuck? You know like big, like, like, big guy doing a Barambolo and seeing him travel everywhere, being able to, to, to go to different parts of the world, um, teach jiu-jitsu, and, and compete in every part of the world. Like, um, I feel like anyone who's my age, younger, or just a little older can relate to that. that that's one of the things that brought them into wanting to pursue jiu-jitsu as a career. Being able to meet new people, to learn new cultures, and uh, expand your knowledge, not only jiu-jitsu, but in, in, in real life. So that's what, hey, gotta, what, what gotta, caught my eye about Bushesha. Like, I got, I got a question for you, Roberto. Sorry to interrupt you. I got a question for you. Um, so it's it's like a story and a question mixed up. Okay. So as a kid, when I was growing up, watching all the old guys like Margarita, Tedede, I used to idolize these guys, and I would like roll and pretend like, oh man, today I'm Margarita. I'm going to do collar, you know, collar sleeve, arm, you know, collar drag, knee cut and baseball. I'd get tapped, but I would try that, you know? And then I remember like having a conversation with the, with Guy Mendez and I was telling him, you know, about idolizing and trying to emulate your idols. And, you know, his answer was like, yeah, we did the same thing, but we tried to beat them. You know what I mean? So his, his whole like thing was instead of idolizing, he was looking at the idols and he was actually like discovering ways how to defeat them in a respectful way. So mm-hmm. what do you do when you look at some of the guys like Bouchesha or the other legends of our sport? Do you idolize and emulate or do you evaluate their game to try to defeat them one day? And in a respectful way, I'm not trying to say, you know, you want to call out anyone. I'm just just technically. And I- tough one, right? Yeah, I think I, I would have I think subconsciously I would have. I've been doing the same thing. I haven't really thought about it like, like that. That I haven't really fully thought of it that way. But you, you kind of defined what I, I thought of. 
as a kid. You know, not, maybe not so much at the beginning, but as I started competing in IBJJF and started thinking like, man, I'm, I'm here uh, on the same mats now, so maybe one day I can make it over there too. Um, I would start looking at the highlights a little differently. That's where I started forming my game, I think. Because I would start copying everything that they would do. Mar Marcelo Garcia, uh, Mafasini, Buchecha, Rodolfo uh, Vieira, Landro Lo, uh, Lucas. Like everybody I was watching, I was trying to copy their technique. Like you said, I was Buchecha one day and Mafasini the other and Leandro the other in training. But you can't be that. You know, Keenan said it one time in one of the one of uh, Stuart Cooper's films, I think. He's like, he's tried to do the same thing with Leandro Lowe, try to have Leandro's uh, Toriando, but you can't have Leandro's Toriando because that's Leandro's. You know, you, you can be inspired by it and uh, maybe a fire sparks up because of seeing his fire, you know, but you have to create your own. You have to find your, your own version of that. And uh, yeah, I think that's how you study highlights. Roberto, your uh, your double gold performance, I believe, gives you enough points to register for Pans. Uh, are we going to see you yeah. there this year? Yes, that's what that's why I went for Kansas. There we go. That that that's fantastic because I feel like you've taken some super fights, you've done an open, but Pans will be your first IBJJF major as as a black belt. That has to be like really really exciting. Are you, are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm super excited for that one. My first uh, Pan Ams as a black belt. It's like uh, I feel like a little kid. <laughs> Are we going to see you in the, the heavyweight division? Where, where where might you land there? Heavy. Heavyweight. Okay, so you got names like uh, Patrick Gaudio, Jackson Souza, Adam Wardzinski, Tim Spriggs. Uh, I mean, that's Murderer's Row right there. And I'm, it's not, I'm pretty sure Keenan and Lowe are both going to jump in there too. Keenan so and Leandro be, could be in that. It's going to be a hell of a division, man. <laughs> and Mikey think? in the open. Mikey in the open. <laughs> yeah. Our plan is to hopefully close the open out if uh, everything goes well. But <laughs> we'll that see. would be an insane, insane bracket. I, I, I'm looking forward to Pans. There's so many yeah. interesting storylines going on I here. Mean, yeah, everybody. That's a tough. I mean, if especially you got your tour, Gaugio, Jackson, Wardzinski, Arnold Maidana, Spriggs, Tex Johnson. If Keenan and Lowe jump in there, it's going to be an Ann Roberto. That's going to be a crazy heavyweight bracket. It's going to be a hell of a run. It's going to take to get through there. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so you and Mikey would close out if you met in the open class. That's your guys' plan? Yeah, that's our plan for Penems, absolute. Man, that would be something, huh? <laughs> I can't Mikey, wait. I'm so excited. Him and Mikey make their way. All right, so we're talking about heavyweight. I, I won't, I won't uh, reveal your secret, uh, but you're a pretty light heavyweight. I won't say the exact amount, but when when I checked your weight at who's number one, I looked at, I just looked down and I looked up at you confused, and you go, yeah, I just like to eat, so I do heavyweight. Are you planning on, on like on getting any bigger? Or are you just gonna stay that size, so like for these absolutes and everything at black belt? What are you thinking? I don't stress about weight. Uh, I want to get bigger. My goal is to get big enough to where I can be a uh, like like Bushesha one day. But ultra heavy, Roberto. <laughs> what can I do about my jeans? Don't I, do I that to him. It'll be unfair. <laughs> But, um, yeah, my, my weight fluctuates a lot. So the heaviest I've been, for example, this month was 193 without the gi. So I think something about the day of the tournament, I sweat a lot. My hands are sweaty. I don't know if you can see, but I have a sweat stain on my shirt. <laughs> I'm just constantly sweaty. So... I think the closer I get to the tournament, the more that happens, and I start losing more weight the day of. 
I don't know why. I have a weird um, body. But I'll go between 180-ish, 185, that area, all the way up until, like, 195. And depending on how much, like, weights I do, I'll I'll be heavier. But I've noticed uh, weights, I don't like lifting so much anymore. I, at 17, I got up to almost 200 with the gi sometimes. But I was lifting every day with my dad, and I felt too stiff. Uh, I think once or once to three times a week of lifting is good. My K- KP tells me to do three times a week, but he's going to kill me. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that too. He's going <laughs> to, he tells me to do three times a week, but sometimes I feel like, um, my muscle mass just, uh, expands. Like I grow very fast. So if I lift too much, I feel too stiff. I'm trying to find, um, uh, a recipe to grow little by little up until I get old enough and my testosterone grows naturally, and they start. I'm only 19, so I'm hoping I can be at least 220 by the time I'm 25. You know, that's a terrifying thought. Roberto, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show that you haven't really done a camp longer than three weeks. Um, what does a yeah. camp look like for you? I mean, wh- wh- what's so what's different? Because I imagine you're training every day right now. What's a camp for you? For example, the last three weeks, last two three weeks, even for Keenan, I was teaching all week and training. So a camp for me would be getting just to train and lift and focus on me, and that's it. Like on a daily basis, if I'm in Vegas, I'm teaching at least two to three classes and then training and then finding time to do lifting. If my dad's out of town like he was the last two or three weeks, I have to stay here, fly out on the on Friday or as soon as I can before the tournament, compete, come back, and teach Monday again and train. So a camp for me would be anything between two to three weeks of just training and not doing anything else besides that. Um, I hope I can do that more as we're growing the academy. Uh, I'm happy to be able to like be with my parents, but I'm also trying to grow myself and, and train more and, and do proper camps so that I can accomplish the goals I'm looking for. So hopefully this this next uh, year and from here on to, through my BJ career, I can do longer camps. Uh, of at least a month or eight to 12 weeks is I think the best way to do a, a world's or ADCC camp. I heard this from Gordon Ryan and I really like surprising, you know, 12 weeks is a long time to do a camp and I can see why they evolve so fast. Yeah. You train with them sometimes, don't you? When you go out to New York, don't you drop in and train with Gordon and those guys? Yeah. It's, I like the vibe there. It's very professional, but also laid back to where everybody's just doing their thing and, and just trying to be, be as best as they can. It's a, uh, I like it. It's good training. Everybody's pushing each other, and uh, there's no, I haven't seen any drama, and that's, that's, that's good. Who are you? Who are you rolling with when you go over there? Gordon and and uh, whoever whoever's there for training. Nikki too. I, I got I didn't get to train with Nikki so much since ADCC because he was focused for his weight class. He's a monster though, uh, and Gordon is just so good man he's big and technical it's hard to train with him but it's a good flow uh he knows how to how, how to roll with anyone i think so it's it's beneficial for me as well you ever come across nicky right over there getting rounds in with him no i never got to train with him i met him for uh at sub stars for the first time and he's a pretty cool guy he, he looks aggressive in the tournaments so for sure it'd be fun to train with him one day <laughs> What's it like uh, with Danaher when Danaher is teaching? Like, man, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, let's see, Gandalf. 
<laughs> Zach Campbell for great. <laughs> it's crazy. He's very, very smart. And the way he shows the technique kind of forces you to want to do it right. Because he does it maybe once or twice or uh, two to three times, shows it, and then you have to do it. He doesn't like dwell too much time into explaining. He's a, He explains it so well, like in the moment that he's doing it. And it's a little span of time that you see the technique. So I don't know. It, it, he has a good way of pushing you to want to do the technique right. He, he has a good mind game of showing technique. Um, I've only had a chance to, to film there, I think, twice now. Um, but I did notice both times I was in the blue basement that the classes are pretty structured. I mean, there's a lot. There's like a rigorous drilling section in the beginning, and then the, the technique, and then of course rolling. But I feel like, like you were mentioning, that like John is very specific and has his athletes do very specific things. Did you like that environment, like the um, very narrow focus, like the the hyper focus on certain techniques? Um, yeah. Or you... Gotcha. Because it's a lot different than a lot of gyms, I think. Yeah, it felt it felt more like uh, like fun studying, you know. I don't like to study, uh, whether it be school or jiu-jitsu, but there I felt like I was studying without trying, and that was good. I I, I like that a lot. Are we gonna see you ADCC twenty twenty one? Is that is that in your plans? That's the that's the plan. Hopefully, I can get in. If not, I'll have to do the trials, and that's the the next step to ADCC. Yeah, obviously a very good uh, Nogi competitor. You've won Nogi Worlds and or Nogi Pans and stuff at the uh, at the color belts. Uh, so let's go back a little bit to, uh, I think, something that's very underrated about you. Everybody knows you get to the back from anywhere. But I think you're one of the underrated Barambolo guys out there right now. Your Barambolo is very strong, man. Everybody talks about the Vikings, about the Meows, about Levi. I think you got to be a top five Barambolo guy out there. I mean, you just did to Felipe Andrew. You bet you swept Keenan with it. Uh, talk about your Barambolo game, and you said Mikey helps you out. Just just explain this a little bit, what's going on with you and Mikey out there. Excuse me. Okay. Um, Mikey has the best Barambolo I've seen, so if I can compare mine, like, if I can do something to anyone else, I feel, I feel happy because he does it to me all the time. If I can defend, like, at least a couple of turns off the Barambolo on him, then I feel like for sure, nobody can barambolo me in the, the tournament. <laughs> so, um, I used to do barambolo a lot as a kid, and I stopped when I started doing wrestling for like two years in high school. And those were the two years that I was in public school. For, uh, last two years, I was in public school in high school, and I hated it, but it changed my game because I used to I would pull guard and do the 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 Marcelo Garcia push from from uh, open guard in wrestling. I would sit down and push them. Uh, coaches would get really pissed off at me like why are you doing <laughs> points and i'm like no just wait let me do this and uh i would do crazy funk wrestling but once i left high school my game changed to take downs collar drags wanting to take the back and pass and before as a, a little like 12 13 14 year old i would do barambolo barambolo dives barambolo dives and i didn't try to do that again up until i i came to vegas to train with mikey and i could feel like uh his barambolo and I said, no way. This is, this is really good. I have to try it again. So uh, I've always liked Barambolo. So I used to watch the Rutolo Twins and Meows all the time. And I would, uh, the Rutolo Twins, honestly, are one, of the one, are the one of the videos that I saw before Bushesha that got me back into like wanting to, to be Jiu-Jitsu 100%. So the Rutolos, shout out to them because they inspired me a lot too to grow up. And uh, their Baron Bowls are sick. 
So around the 12, 13 years old, I saw their, their videos and I said, I want to try to be like these kids too. So that's pretty interesting. Inspired by the Rotolos who are actually younger than you, a couple years younger than you. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Uh, Mike, hey, we, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike. Yeah, what's up? Mike, but uh, just, just to touch on, just to talk on what Roberto said, he was like, he's, he brought up a pretty interesting point on like stuff we talked about in past week's shows where it's like you have um, you, you have these guys, Roberto, Rotolos, they've all trained since they've been like, you know, 10, 8, 11 years old. So they've progressed in the sport and and this time for such a long period of time and you see them competing against like adults now right and i think like back in 2016 somewhere around then roberto competed as a blue belt and then we had an open belt tournament and and he was able to fight the winner of the higher belt so he fought gutenberg when he royal. was only a 16 year old you know uh, and royal and he him and andrew wills from Padigo from peace school they um you know they met in the finals so it's like but the point is the point is um to see from 2016 to 2020 um it's we're seeing this progression of kids training for a long period of time let's call it six to ten years and now they're black belts um fighting adults but you know realistically probably roberto was fighting at a black belt level at blue to purple belt you know so the question goes back to roberto just to kind of dive into the same thing we talked about roberto do you think like nowadays with kids training so young from it start from like high level kids right um from like eight to ten, do you think it's uh, if they're if they're if they're allowed? Do you think you know they should be able to compete with you know people black belts or black belt level guys? Um, a lot as long as they can hang and they can they can perform. You know, how do you feel about that? I think they should, but respectfully. So I remember I, I didn't. Um, I think the Rutolas are maybe like. Because they're so so nice and their vibe is really well, uh, really good, they get the opportunity to fight Dante Leon, for example, you know, uh, which is amazing. I think that's really good for him because he's gonna know what level that is really early, and and that's a big boost mentally in in your game as well. I think you should be able to fight black belts, but respectfully. So if you earn it, you earn it in the in a fight. I don't think you should really look for them in super fights. Like I don't remember doing that, but at the same way, um, every generation evolves, and they look at it differently. So maybe maybe it's just a new generation coming in and, and wanting to expand in a different way by by challenging higher belts. I also think you need to respect and and try to see it in everybody's perception of how this is gonna be taken. Uh, just like when I, I I outed the steroids thing, I. I kind of had to just go with my gut and, and understand that this is what I want to do. Like this is the word I want to spread. But I think kids should be able to fight black belts, maybe more in local tournaments, so that they can feel the, the level out and then move up. But I don't know. It really depends on the kid. Like Rutolo and, and Dante was a good matchup. You said they went all the way and, and Dante beat. Uh, uh, I'm Ty. not sure who. Yeah. Ty, Ty. Ty by decision. Yeah. By decision, you see, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, Ty beat Wagner. Ty beat Wagner, yeah. yeah. So uh, for sure, I think that you you ha they should be able to fight them. Uh, they just need to earn it. Like I think the Rutolos definitely earned it, you know. And yeah. uh, they're you can tell that they're natural kids. That they're they're going the right way. They're training. They're they're just living a lifestyle, and and they're good. They're, they bring a good energy. I like that. So wh you, what you 
give, you get. So I think they're they're on a good path. They're awesome. They're very inspira- inspira- inspiring. And uh, if you are trying to to fight black belts, you should look at who is fighting black belts and see what they're doing. You know. Yeah. I gotta how, ask how Roberto. As a elite youth competitor, you know, as we mentioned many times, you know, you had a lot of hype behind you. People called you Blue Shesha. At what point did you ever start thinking like I could beat black belts? I know you were you were winning some local competitions where they combined divisions and stuff like that. You know, was that kind of frustrating too? You're like, man, I can beat these black belts even if I am 15, 16. What was that like at that period? It was uh, it was more learning because I, I would beat a a black belt, but then again, it's not a big tournament. So, just you know, you can beat anyone, but if it, I think I don't know, man. Honestly, I want to beat everybody, but I also want to beat everybody at the big tournaments. You know, who? What's better to 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 win worlds and not really know who are the people you fought, or to win worlds and have like the toughest guys in every other fight, and you 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 got recognized that year for winning weight an absolute. And beating everybody, like Ushesha. Um I'm sorry, I sidetracked. What was the question? <laughs> I, I was just thinking, you know, like um, at when you were a teenager and you were beating black belts, and you you weren't able to move up yeah. in rank. You know, if you were frustrated by that, but it sounds like what you're saying is you just took his experience and you just were building exactly. your, your it legacy. It was all experience. You can't get frustrated. Anything, a loss or a win, you can't get frustrated it's gonna be hard to fight your your subconscious on 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 that when you lose because it's natural just to feel sad it's like when you lose a, a toy as a kid you're gonna feel sad um but it's all experience uh you can't you can't dwell on the past it's, it happened and what you can do is just learn from it and move on to the next and hope for the best so even if 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 you are getting fights with black boats at local tournaments or small tournaments or super fights that are not well known you're getting experience. Just trust the process. You know, everything's gonna be proven. The proven ground is whenever you get to black belt and you get to sh- uh, showcase at Pan Am's at Worlds, at ADCC, at uh, who's number one, the fight to win. You know, th- those are the way the places you you showcase um, your work throughout the years. So if you're a kid and you're and you're frustrated because you're doing good, but also you can't showcase against the highest level, just be patient. You'll be there keep working hard so that you can get there as fast as you can but just, there's no rush that's what I felt uh, the last two three years like, I want to get there I want to get there I want to get there and now I'm here and it feels like wow I'm, I'm happy I had people tell me you know just relax keep training you're going to get there don't stress over it I, I got to say you want to slap them to calm down <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say from my point of view there's, a, there's sort of an epidemic with people calling out black belts right now I, I just cut. I, that, yeah. I, ju- I, I just cut color belts out of the next who's number one because I got so sick. Everybody I'm asking, who who do you want in this match? There's guys who didn't even win Euros at purple and brown belt who are telling me they want a black belt world champion for their match. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, Mike, I, Mike, I think you're. I think I think Roberto's hit it right on the thing, right? And you're saying too, like we're not saying like okay, every lower belt call out, like, yeah, a higher belt, like because you tapped a black belt in training. That, that's not what we're. We're trying to promote and i think roberto said it right right if you if you earn it if the promotion or if the event thinks you're worthy they're probably going to call you right but if you're just a little guy winning like a little local open or something and you tap out a black belt in training that's completely different than you 
do it like Tyro Tolo division for like five years. Do it like exactly. Tyro, do it Tyro Tolo. I mean, he earned it the hard way. He got it. He went to ADCC trials, got invited to ADCC, went there and showed up, made it. Um, broke Paul Miao's leg. I mean, at that point, yeah, the black belt fights are going to come. But you notice that's Nogi. He's excelling in Nogi, and yeah. he's respecting the fact that that's a different face of jiu-jitsu now. So yeah. he's able to do that, just like Nikki did as he was growing up. Nikki Ryan, he was the first, I think, to be able to do that in Nogi. So, and he's respecting his side of uh, jiu-jitsu and the gi as well. That's why he had the fight with Moikano at a purple belt. It was an awesome fight. Um, yeah. Roberto, what? And, and, Roberto, what no, do you and, think? And, and, no, right, go, 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 ahead, go, 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 all right, uh, Roberto, what did you think? Because we already talked about this. I want to hear your, your opinion because you go way back with these guys. We already talked about the Royal and everything. What did you think about that Daisy Fresh film that just came out? Because you used to fight those guys at Blue Belt and everything. You used to fight George. You used to fight Andrew, all these guys. Man, I saw them at Kansas Open this weekend. I, I didn't get to talk to them that much because I was with uh, my friends from Vegas, and they were competing as well. But I have to thank Andrew so much. He was like uh, the first – person to the first wall that kind of hit me in the, in the face and said hey you still have a long way to go bro <laughs> <laughs> i remember him killing me in, in like 30 seconds when i was 14 or 13 and and thinking man what the fuck I need yeah to he get did the same thing to me at wipeout yeah wipeout i came across yeah. him at a tournament in kentucky and he just absolutely murdered me and i was like what <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that happens yeah. that'll happen when you meet andrew wilty sometimes but the thing that, that uh, stood out the most about Andrew, not only is he a monster, but he's genuine. He's a nice guy, and he's uh, he just wants to be not he wants to be good, you know. Uh, you can feel his energy of like pure essence, just jujitsu, you know, trying to survive, and it's beautiful to see him a black belt, and, and we're we're still on the on the route, you know, we're still on the journey, we're growing. Um, man, I'm so happy for them. You know, I, uh, if you guys, anyone out there that, that can uh, throw some help at them, go for it. You know, whatever that you can, they'll appreciate it. And uh, Panda Express yeah. gift cards, always Panda welcome. Panda Express, send it out. Panda Express <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I really like that, those guys. I, I hope I can visit them one day and, and train over there for a little bit just to have fun and, and vibe out. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy for them. I, the, the documentary was awesome. That was a good job on the documentary. And... Uh, I hope to see them grow and and hope the best for them, man. Hey, um, Roberto, I got a question for you. I remember talking to your dad back in the day, and he was telling me that his jiu-jitsu journey actually started out with him being a shootbox guy and, yeah. you know, fighting jiu-jitsu guys. Like, I remember he fought Soluso, didn't he? And then ended up hooking up with Soluso and Alliance. So what do you think your life would be like right now if your dad were to continue a shoot box? Would you be a kickboxer, MMA fighter? Or do you think jiu-jitsu would have, you would have found your way into jiu-jitsu one day? I liked Muay Thai more than I liked jiu-jitsu growing up. I thought if I was going to do anything, it would be Muay Thai or MMA. And then I saw the Bushesha and I, I got into jiu-jitsu. But, man, I thought about that for a little bit. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe even trying to start training Muay Thai again for cardio. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. And I like Muay Thai. So if I can just uh, keep that wheel spinning and everything goes well, I can get my titles in Jiu-Jitsu. Depending on how things go, maybe one day I'll be able to go into MMA. But I won't do it unless I'm I'm really certain about, you know, 
I can do this and I can go all the way. Uh, yeah, I, I maybe if if it wasn't for for going 100% into jiu-jitsu the last couple of years, I might have be in the in MMA, maybe in the UFC. I don't know. You still got a lot of time. You're only 19 years old, so. I mean, yeah, so that's why I want to start training Muay Thai just as a, a means of cardio. If you ever train Muay Thai, man, it's it's like sprinting in one place. It's really cool and being able to defend yourself also. Uh, not that you'll have to like you know it's life you you want to be able to just be comfortable anywhere you are in the world and i i would like to just uh be ready if i'm able to in the future to go into mma well on uh, behalf of the entire jiu-jitsu community and uh, most especially your mom uh please shelf that muay thai and mma <laughs> ambition for the time being until after your jiu-jitsu career is done because you know we want to see this long career as you have black belt and we want to see what you know, the legend of Roberto Jimenez is going to play out like. So let's just put those aspirations on the shelf for a little bit, <laughs> put it in the shelf behind bear over there in California. And then we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge in about 20 years, please. All right. We're running low on time. Before we go, I want to do Ricardo's favorite thing. I want to make some picks. What do you think, Barry? You want to make, you want to call some shots? The, the, yeah. What are we doing? Card? What are we doing? Who's number one card? Let's go through the five fights. It'll be awkward for Roberto. Cause he's one of them. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Say the all five. Right. Say the five. I'll give the picks, and I'll I'll, pick, I'll do Ricardo's also. I'll do Ricardo's. Right. I already all know right. he's gonna pick, so I'll do his. Let's start off, Bear. What do you got for Andressa Sintra versus Luana Alzagir? Two different, two world champs from different eras. First one, Luana. Luana. All right. Uh, is Luana, show your role athlete. That's one. Is, it, is it... I'm a little biased, but I'm a little biased, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll admit to that. <laughs> a little bit. A little right. bit, a little okay. bit, man. Come on, really come on, right. son. Luana has been out of the game for a while. Andressa is tearing it up. Come on, son. Be oh, real. Ricardo here. with the pick. Look at this. Ah, Ricardo, you picking Andressa? Oh. We got it out of you. I told you. I'm bringing the heat today. Roberto, <laughs> I'm talking about I, angels and I, demons. I, I We're going him. ready to go. <laughs> I inspired him. I inspired him to not pick any draws anymore. All and, right. No, so no. We, I got we, no dog in this fight. I can, I can name names now. <laughs> Second so match of the night. We got, the next one. We got Roberto Jimenez versus <laughs> versus Jake Watson. <laughs> uh, Jake's a nice guy. Jake's a nice guy with good jujitsu, but I'm giving it to Roberto. Who's next? Who's next? What? Okay, what's Ricardo's pick for that one? Jake's listening, by the way. What's Ricardo's draw. pick? For? He's picking a draw. For the, Easy. He picked a draw. No, for the, I, listen, listen. It's very, it's very rare that this happens, but I actually agree with Bear. Shout out to Roberto's dog up there. Uh, okay, so we got both guys going to Roberto. Uh, I've never heard of this, this Roberto guy. I might, I, might, I might lean towards Jake Watson. Going with Jake Watson, okay. <laughs> uh, third Shaking fight nice. is going to be uh, Manuel Hibamar versus Mateus Denise, which is a good one. Hibamar just won Euros at that weight. Denise is uh, world's bronze medalist last year, I believe, at, the, at that weight. So what are you thinking, Bear? Who, who are you going with there? What's the time limit? What's the time limit? It's 10 minutes. I think what uh, Ibmar would be the would be the favorite favorite, but it's only one fight. I'm going to give it to uh, Mateus Denis Marcelo. Shout out. If it's if it's it's a key fight, right? Key fight. IBJJF. No holds barred. Mateus Denis. Mateus Denis. I love you, bro. I love you, Marcelo Garcia. Shout out. But Manuel Ibmar, my man from Manaus, is going to come with some lapel tricks for you. I'm going with Hibamar. 
So, uh, yeah, the Manaus homer pick again. Roberto, did you know that uh, Ricardo is a, a secret Manaus native? <laughs> if Robert- I don't, my mother-in-law is going to kill me. She <laughs> listens to the podcast. She doesn't right. understand a thing. And when she hears Manaus, <laughs> yeah. my head go like this and say, see, see. Okay, Ricardo so next, is, uh, next match. Ricardo is the number one representative of Manaus in jiu-jitsu media these days. Uh <laughs> Next match would be. Oh, this is a good hey, one. Wait, wait, I have to switch. I have to switch my pick. I'm pick. I didn't know that it was Guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm going with Manaus on that. I'm going with Hibmar. Okay, double. So hey, Roberto, who you got there? Uh, Denise or Hibmar? You want to make a pick? I, I got to pick uh, Hibmar as well. Hibmar. Uh, Hibmar is. Uh, I think for him, it was more just wanting to um, fit right into the black belt where, like, he wants to. And I think Europeans was his debut of real Hibmar. So yeah, he's right. turned a corner, right? Yeah, man. I, I love Hiba, and he's grown a lot. Like he's older than me, but I feel like he's got the kid. That's the, the pure like kid energy. Yeah, so it's cool to be with him, and he's grown a lot, and he's doing good in life right now with uh, with Nati and in San Antonio. So if life, as life gets better, your game gets better too. I think so. Right now, Hibomar is gonna uh, shine bright in black belt. Yeah, I think Hibomar. Yeah. yeah. He's he's really I mean he won Nogi Worlds he won Euros he's really turned it on. Let next one a co-main event. Uh, this is two girls who are both ranked number one in different weight classes. Actually, you got Baby Vieira and a Carolina Vieira versus Nacieli versus Mars' wife. Bear, what are you thinking about there? Wow, that's a that's a really that's a tough fight. Dude, um, Anna's a savage I'll give, man. I'll, I'll give I'll give it to they're both really good, but I'll give it to Baby. Uh, that in all honesty, I think that could be fifty fifty, but I'm gonna have to pick Baby. I'm going with Nacieli because it's submission only, fight to win rules. Or wait, is it IBJJF or fight to win rules? IBJJF. Oh, okay. Fight to win rules, Nachi, IBJJF, baby. What kind of pick? (laughs) You just (laughs) just picked picked both of them. Who do you got if they fight in ADCC? (laughs) What are they? (laughs) Baby. baby. He's finding it. He's finding different ways to call draws now. Yeah. That's how yeah. he is. No, 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 no. Listen, Nachi's got a way more aggressive guard game that fits well for fight to win. I believe she beat Gabby Garcia. I know she my did. stats. I know and my Austin. data. So, yeah. And Austin. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I'm just – that's all I'm saying. You I'm know, waiting fight for the rap rules. start. Who you got rapping his way out of this one? Who you got in this one? I'm leaning towards Nachielli. Nachielli? I mean, she won the World's Open Class last year. She's a solid pick. I'm- yeah, that's where my head's at. With Roberto, that. Who, you, who are you going with there? Nacieli or, or, or Baby? This is a good fight, man. Uh, no draws, Roberto. Barrel get mad. I, I, I'm noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're both monsters. I know Nacieli since I'm uh, like younger, and Baby has been tearing it up at that weight class. Um, tough one. It's, it's a tough one. I think... I think do Nachi. it, Roberto. Do it. Do it. He said Nachi. He said Nachi. Yeah. Pulled the trigger. <laughs> do it. Yeah, I think I'll. Uh... The size difference might come in into into play, and the experience of the weight and absolute. Um, I don't know, man. I think Nachi has a little more experience, but Anna is also so good and dangerous, and it's going to be fireworks. But I think Nachi's the the one that I see winning. I just I just realized I haven't made any. I'm going to address the Centro, Roberto. Sorry to my man Hibamar, I love you. I'm gonna go Mateus Denise. I'm gonna differ from everybody. Go Mateus Denise in that one. Hibamar, go back to middleweight. I think you're you belong there. 
Even though he's a great medium, medium, man, a hot, hot pick medium, right medium there. heavyweight. But hey, Mateus, he's big, man. He's a big dude. Uh, but Maybe Mark could beat him. Uh, I'll go with Nacieli there, uh, beating Anna Carolina the size difference. I mean, Nacieli's the, the absolute world champ. Now, on to the big one. Herber Santos versus Mikey Musumeci. Chase, who's your pick? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. I got to ride the wave, man. Team Mikey on this one. Let's see what Mikey can do. It's definitely not an easy task, though. All right. We already know Bear's picking uh, Herberth. Uh, Ric- <laughs> Ric- Ricardo, what do you got there? You got Mikey or you got Herberth? Bear's obviously what picking Mikey. My prediction for that particular matchup of the evening will be Herbert Santos potentially losing his shit and Mikey taking his back and winning it. How about the 180 on that prediction? That was pretty good. Roberto, what are you thinking there? Mikey. Yeah, I, I mean, fight. I hope Herbert doesn't pull anything, you know, shitty, but I think uh, it's going to be a good fight. I may, Maybe this can be his. Uh, how do you say when you make it up for what you've done? Redeem himself. Redemption. Uh-huh. Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, it could be his it, redemption. You know, yeah, go out there and show some good jujitsu. He's got good jujitsu. I want to say one thing, guys. I want to say one thing, guys. You know, I saw a lot of people on the Instagram of Flow Grappling, and a lot of people were like, oh, this is a horrible match. Ah, oh, Herbert this, blah, 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 blah. Man, Herbert, if he's on, if the switch is on, that guy is nasty. Knee bars. He's got crazy throws. The dude tapped Bernardo Faria, the nicest man and the toughest man in jiu-jitsu, who's very excited every match. Man, if Herbert is on, that's going to be crazy. It was a huge honor for Bernardo to fight Herbert. But, man, Herbert was, just took it to him. So that's a dangerous fight. Why would you not want to see a dangerous fight for all you haters out there? Man, this yeah. is going to be awesome. And shout-out to Mikey. I mean, dude, there's no other rooster weights that are going to take a fight with Herbert Santos. Mikey's got some balls on him. That's for sure. Heavyweight. Yeah. And I, these guys, too, like, I was talking with Mikey and Kyle, and I was like, hey, you know, no matter what, I mean, it's it's win-win for you guys, this and that. And they, 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 like, got mad at me. They're like, no, we're going to win this thing. Like, we're not just going out there to try and, and show that, you know, good jiu-jitsu against a big guy. Like, they want to beat the big guys. And uh, I think with this one, if Mikey just – I mean, we know Herberth is a killer in the first couple minutes. He goes out there. He blitzes guys' guards. He jumps – I mean – how many how many great guys have we seen him just jump to mount on him like it shouldn't even work? Like you would think wouldn't even work past wipeout. He's done it to black belt world champions. But did Mikey did Felipe Pena. Yeah, did a Felipe Pena, man. Uh I mean he beat up on Romulo one time, but Mikey's guard is like Roberto said, with the tiny little legs and how good his technique is, I don't I don't know if his guard's gonna be passable. I think the only way Urberth is gonna get this one is something that's underrated about him is his leg locks. He's got good knee bars, he's got good toe holds. I think Mikey's got to protect those legs. Something playing his advantage is they're so short. It'd be hard for Herbert to get in the right S- spot. Smaller target. I think Mikey takes this one. I think Mikey's going to have more confidence after the Euros absolute. I think all five of us going for Mikey. we got to write these down so after the show, after the actual show happens, we can go back and see who made the right picks. Guys, you, you guys even you guys even understand what's happening? You guys are just you guys are all just saying a rooster weight is going to beat one of the most unanimously heavyweights <laughs> of all. Like not like when in his in his heyday and when Herbert was at his peak, he was like up there top five in the absolute class. Like nobody wanted to face him, probably besides like Bouchesh and Odolfo. But like besides them, like 
He was smashing everybody, and all you guys are picking Mikey when everyone yeah. thought this was like a crazy thing before. I think so, he took second yeah, in the absolute world final at one point to Buchecha. Yeah, it is crazy. That's the world we're living in these days. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Chase, Bear, Ricardo, Roberto. Hey, Roberto, thanks uh, so much for calling in, man. Really looking forward to getting you on this event. Looking forward to see you this week on a fight to win, pans, everything. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See you next week, same time. Good day. Thank you. Best show ever. Hey, you say that every week. Hey, Roberto, thanks. For that was the best. That was the best.